will you remember 2021? A year once again hampered by COVID. A great production year on farm perhaps. Difficult trading conditions at times or a year where new opportunities and new threats emerged. For all globally, it's been all of these things. And the next 12 months hold a lot of potential. And it's this that will be the topic of the next 15 minutes or so as we hear from leaders in their respective fields of the wool industry. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So Australian Wool Innovation Acting CEO John Roberts has listed his biggest priorities for the company to address into the near future. And the list has some familiar, but also some perhaps not so familiar topics. John Roberts goes through them. EU labelling laws, animal welfare, casualisation, wool harvesting, expanding market access, provenance and traceability, and consultation. If I start with product environmental footprint labelling in the EU, one of our most pressing concerns is the plan to change Europe's labelling laws and the likely introduction of a product environmental footprint rating, or PEF, on all it products by the end of 2022. This system is for all retail items, but it is the rules around fashion that could put a red cross against wool. The proposed one-size-fits-all rating for textile garments very much works in favour of synthetics and overlooks the benefits of wool in terms of all its sustainability benefits. It conveniently overlooks the energy used and effluent created in the production of synthetics, yet penalises wool on the basis of methane. It does not take into account the fact that wool garments are washed less in their lifetime, therefore using less water. It also ignores the fact that synthetics push harmful microplastics into the waterways and oceans, whereas wool does not. This methodology for measuring environmental footprint in its current format will actually mislead consumers and directly contravene what the PEF was established to do. Unchanged, this is greenwashing that will give synthetics a green tick and wool a red cross. It's not right and and we're going to continue to try and change it. We have a seat at the PEF Technical Secretariat which oversees the development of the system and we've garnered support from other animal fibres who will also be impacted by this. We've been very vocal in our call to accurately and fairly measure fibres. More recently, we launched our Make the Label Count campaign in Brussels, which was successful in catching the attention of the EU policymakers, stakeholders, and has since led to key meetings with members of the EU Parliament and policymakers. This is a fight we must continue to push as it has the potential to severely impact the demand for wool if it's not adjusted. The additional concern is similar methodologies will most likely be mirrored in other regions uh, around the globe uh, as the world moves this way. So it's vitally important that we get this right. I'll talk about casualisation. This is nothing new. The world has been gravitating away from the formal suiting and tailored textile market for quite some time. Suits are rarely worn in the workplace and being replaced by smart, comfortable, highly functional apparel. COVID-19 has certainly fast-tracked this, and it's critically important that we remain ahead of the curve in terms of product innovation and marketing opportunities. We've already identified emerging trends through COVID-19, including the growing number of commuters who are choosing to avoid the close confines of public transport and opt to walk, run or cycle to work. This has given rise to a growing interest in commuter wear, which 
wool is exceptionally well suited towards in terms of breathability, moisture and odour management and shape retention. One of the most consistent topics that come up is the lack of shearers. Whilst border restrictions have exacerbated this issue in recent times, there has been a drive by industry to ensure good numbers of quality shearers are available. AWI has always contributed to this cause with shearer training, but have ramped up our efforts in recent years after solid consultation with wool growers and contractors. Our novice and improver courses are in full flight with more than 15 scheduled nationally between now and Christmas. The Breaking the Barriers project that we started this year ensures learners are not only professionally trained, but also get incentivised to stay in shearing. We aim to have 200 learners on stands come the end of this financial year. And this work is being expanded to high schools in an effort to harness the next generation of wool harvesting staff. An innovation we're particularly optimistic about moving forward is the modular sheep delivery unit, also known as the catch and drag unit. AWI has co-developed this with Hain Engineering in South Australia and feedback to this point has been highly positive. Given the size and weight of sheep these days, you can appreciate the stress on the shearer and the likelihood of injury is significantly reduced. The other highly positive learning from the trials conducted so far is that the sheep seem to be far less stressed having avoided the catch and drag from the pen. This unit is transportable, it's cost effective, it has the potential to attract more shearers to the industry and retain them for longer. Rest assured, improving harvesting is always a core business for us. In terms of market access, AWI has adopted an emerging market strategy since 2012. And that has continued to evolve over time as new markets develop and others subside. This is all about processing and product innovation and assisting markets to incorporate wool into their textile processing. In 2012, we started with a keen focus on Vietnam. We have since gone from zero supply chain partners in that market to now having more than 85 in market using wool in their production. We are now looking for the next Vietnam and have started making good inroads into key identified markets such as Bangladesh, Cambodia and Sri Lanka, amongst others. We will continue to work with our strong connections in China. In the last 18 months, China has taken 85% of our wool and we recognise them as a highly dedicated wool user who are heavily invested in our fibre. Acting CEO of Australian Wool Innovation, John Roberts there, addressing the AWI AGM recently. So Dr Jane Littlejohn is the General Manager of Research at AWI and was very forthright at the annual general meeting about how the company approaches mulesing. We respect the fact that many growers request we support mulesing and many want support for breeding for breach strike resistance. We also have grower support for a fly strike vaccine to add another tool to the integrated parasite management toolkit for all forms of fly strike so that no grower is disadvantaged by environment, sheep type, wool type or business model. AWI has boosted its fly strike vaccine work to fast track further CSIRO testing of selected antigen combinations. We continue with the essential Uni of Melbourne work on national fly population gene mixing and the detailed examination of the battle between fly and sheep cellular and molecular defences at the strike site that could affect vaccination success. 
While at this stage we don't have a pharmaceutical company partner, CSIRO is keeping an interested commercial party informed of vaccine progress. Breeding tools also come in a toolkit and the Merino Lifetime Productivity Collaboration has demonstrated that the members of an industry steering committee who all favour different breeding tools can still successfully guide this $14 million project into its data analysis phase with 85% of data now collected. AWI has committed an extra research capacity for analysis that will support both genetic gain through visual selection and Merino Select ASBVs. And we recently announced more research for analysis for breeding fly strike resistant sheep. With the support of Wool's great diverse stud industry, the commercialisation pathway for this broad church research is secure. Jane Littlejohn also had some news around lifetime new management and the associated research and training. Our reproduction and feed-based research, primarily with MLA, links to the familiar and successful training brand Lifetime New Management. This course continues to attract entrants in its second decade with over 300 new entrants last financial year despite COVID. It acts as the focus that links weaner management, ram preparation, culling, and mineral and grain feeding advice. It will also include future advice from current research on crossbred condition scores, pregnancy scanning and improved feed base under climate change. These examples are familiar to you. They are important to growers and AWI updates you regularly on them. They show how our budget constrained steps are taken on solid foundations with grower support. Nevertheless, AWI does have a history of seed investment or low-cost contributions to innovations, which you may recognise but may not know of Wool's involvement. There's FeralScan, TrapAlert, WildDogAlert, BuckleGesic, NumNuts, Flyboss Risk Simulator, Sheep Genomic Tests, Merino Select ASBVs and the Lifetime New Management app and even Gallagher Virtual Fencing. Current AWI technology research projects include smart tag sheep behaviour algorithms and long-range tag connectivity, building prototypes of the shearer's wearable back stress sensing system, smart handpieces that sense comb tension and gear bluntness, and autonomous wool skirting and bailing. We also had an investment this year in wool follicle density imaging. However, it was not for commercialisation as we didn't achieve a pen side handheld device. Yet AWI encourages more of these startup tech companies to bring forward project ideas. Jane Littlejohn and ideas are something that feeds new wool products. Julie Davies is the General Manager of Processing, Innovation and Education Extension and she explains the activity and opportunities in this area for wool. During 2021, AWI's global technical team continued to support product and process innovation and saw a growing interest for innovative garment design and garment construction and a push for more sustainable solutions for process. Textile and garment design, flexibility and comfort have been key. This year, the technical team supported product development with global brands including footwear developments for Levi's, Andy Murray's Wimbledon cast door kit, Icicle in China with the development of wool silk optum fabric for women's wear, 
Prada Luna Russell performance gear and team uniforms. The global technical team also drove and supported development solutions for whole garment knitting for functionality, comfort and reduced waste construction. Soft tailoring knitted jackets and suits for both menswear and womenswear produced on stole flat knitting machines. Jackets, dresses, coats produced on Shimasaki flat knitting machines. Yoga, cycling and intimate apparel on Santoni seamless knitting machines. Natural dye trials, technical developments for the automotive industry, lifestyle products such as backpacks, bags and accessory, technical socks and footwear for a performance and fashion, home living products such as loungewear and throws. They also explored opportunities in the work health and safety categories. Over the past 12 months, the Walmart licensing program has undergone major upgrade to improve access and adoption of the Walmart suite of logos through a simplified access model. For the supply chain, one single annual fee will now provide licensees with access to the full suite of Walmart logos, market research, education, technical support and marketing. Annual fees have been removed from the Brands and Retailers Agreement to encourage the use of Walmart quality assured products available in the supply chain. Spinners, weavers, knitters and garment makers can now pass on their Walmart license to retailers and brands as a value add to the sale of their wool products. The removal of the license fee for retailers and brands aims to break down the barriers of accessing the license and ultimately position the Walmart logo on more quality wool products at a retail level. The key function of the Walmart licensing team is to increase the number of quality wool products carrying the Walmart logo. The focus will be onboarding targeted supply chain partners, retailers and brands by leveraging environmental credentials and intimate supply chain knowledge. Thank you. Julie Davies there, General Manager of Processing, Innovation and Education Extension at Australian Wool Innovation. And so I hope you enjoyed this best of the annual general meeting of Australian Wool Innovation for 2021. The full recording can be viewed at wool.com slash AGM. But from me, Marius Cumming, thanks for having a yarn with us.